0: Bag Studios presents Nine Stories Up, short-form narrative podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Piermont. Welcome to the third intermission episode of our first season. My co-host Fabs and I are children of the 80s, a time when network sitcoms reigned supreme. For this episode, we pay homage to the legendary flashback shows they would cart out when the writers were out of ideas. Please note, this is a conversation between adults. So there may be a carefully chosen swear word or two. We'll pick it up with me and Vabs in the studio.
1: But like, if I'm gonna have a couple cocktails at dinner, and it eliminates any sort of—I don't know about for you guys, but for us, it eliminates any sort of like, oh, okay, you're drinking tonight,
0: I'm not. Right.
1: That's great. Neither of us have to. Neither of us have to worry about it.
0: All is well. Yeah. No, that's so. that's. I'm with you. I'm with you a hundred percent. I I just don't. It's too big of a risk. it's just too yeah. dangerous to do. Well,
1: it ends your life Yeah. it just I, I, in my opinion as as my oldest likes to say, when I say something that is um, they're learning about opinions and facts. So if I ever say something that is not a fact that he doesn't agree with, well in your opinion, dad well, <laughs> this is the best pizza. Well, in your opinion it is. oh yes. You're right. I guess it is my opinion that it's the best pizza. What else? What else you got, Hunter? What else you got?
0: It's weird with this little podcast project. Like it's amazing how little output there is for the amount I've thought about it. Is that
1: weird? I don't think it's weird. I think I mean, with anything, right? Like um, any sort of media takes so much more time and thought than you ever realize until you Do it, You know, it's like, how much money did you spend on that 30 second commercial
0: or, you know, or how long did it take to make that 90 minute movie or, you you know what I mean? You know, it was was weird, like, uh, and I'm not going to rehash too much of this because, you know, the first three episodes, we already have an episode that rehashes them. Right. Right. So I'm not going to I'm not going to go into that. But it was sort of like I wasn't sure what I was doing. I just knew I felt like I wanted to get something out there and right. just cross that hurdle of the novelty of having it out there. It was like when we when, when I brought you on board to kind of critique it, you were like the first person that I've sort of I sort of sent stuff out to some other people a little bit saying, "Hey, let me know what you think." Right? Right. right. You were the you were the first person I did that to. We had that episode where we talked about uh, where we talked about the first 3 episodes and kind of broke them down. Yeah. And and do you remember when we started talking about the Yankees White Sox series that was gonna happen. I was gonna say the pack Bell.
1: Um at the very end, right, your Field of Dream reference your Field of Dreams reference, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed. It made me think your Yankees are gonna be playing at the Field of Dreams
0: this year. Right, right. That's we, my my friends, covered this on their podcast, Cheese Steak and Chowder. They covered okay. the whole idea of Field of Dreams, and so my friend's idea was at the game, nobody's there except James Earl Jones, Kevin Costner, Amy Madigan, and like maybe maybe Tim Busfield, possibly right, but no one's there. It's a major league game, nobody's there. That would be so funny. Would that be just? Oh my
2: gosh. <laughs>
0: A yeah. baseball game with nobody there.
1: I mean, we got a whole year of that, Hunter. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> we got a whole year of that. I don't know. After being seeing it for a year, I miss. I'm sure the players
0: miss the crowds. It, it was it great. was weird because I I started thinking about this as like a storytelling podcast where people would just come on and tell short stories, tell life stories. You know, just tell a story. Really? Okay. And I yeah, and I still I still want to get it to that. And I still want to reach out to other people, but you know, after I after I had dumped my whole brain's worth of stuff of stuff that I had that was basically two episodes worth, two and a half episodes worth, right? And then I stumbled into into Katie Welch. So when I went, I am a dental hygienist, so I
3: just. Told them, um, I was just like, hey, my name's Katie Welch. I'm here to fill in for um, my friend Amber. And they said, oh, yeah, that's fine. She's bartending tonight. And I said, what? <laughs> because I have never bartended in my whole entire life. I don't even know what. I know a couple drinks, but that's it. Um, so I was like, you know, how hard could it be? It's, you know, just one little area in Chili's that you bartend. So, so people come up and order drinks that I have never heard of. And I didn't want them to think I was stupid, so I guess I just tried to show them I was because I would just mix stuff together.
0: Did you? Did you like try to look it up?
3: No, because I didn't want them to think that girl's stupid. (laughs) She doesn't know what she's doing. So I didn't want to be googling the recipe while they're watching me.
0: So you had served other drinks to other people. Oh yeah, just
3: stuff all just mixed up and people thought it was horrible but when I told them like a group of golf people who were golfing uh they were like you know what is this this is horrible and um I just said listen I'm not supposed to be here I don't work here I'm covering for my friend and I, I'm I'm a dental hygienist <laughs> they just thought it was hilarious though they tipped great but yeah but the these night, people
0: still paid
3: no, I didn't know how to ring them out, so I just told them to keep their money. Um, so Chili's didn't do well that night in production, I guess. But um,
0: So wait a second, wait a second. So you can just walk into a Chili's and say I'm going to work, and they well, let you they, work. Did you have to fill out like an I-9 I or something? I did
3: fill out a form. So when I – well, they knew. The girls knew. They all apparently don't. Their boss is horrible. So they knew that somebody was coming to fill in for Amber. Um, they So I filled out a form, you know, and wrote my information down. But the funny thing is, is after I did that, I got off that night and I called my friend. I said, listen, we are never doing that again. That was horrible. I don't know why I agreed to do that. And um, the next day, the boss from Chili's called me.
0: How did the boss from Chili's Call you? I wrote my Katie
3: Welch. I wrote my real (laughs) number down and my fake name, (laughs) and so it makes no sense. So he called me, and I went. Did you have to pay
0: for the drinks that you gave away?
3: No, he actually said I did. He heard I did really good and asked me (laughs) for a job. (laughs)
0: So she'll, she'll be back next year. There's so much stuff that she said this year that I didn't even, you know, I just couldn't wrangle it around to make a podcast out of it. But then beyond that, I was like, I had some other ideas and you know, the one with my uncle Jim, that like, that was just, that was set it and forget it. That was just let the man, let the man talk. right? Right. And that was, that was good.
4: He, he had a um, he had a twenty two twenty two rifle. And he he um, anyway, I, I was trying to communicate with him and talking to him. He was a sort of an odd little boy. He he was um, he was not bad in any way, but he was uh, he, he was a kind of a peculiar little boy. And Anyway, I was calling out to him, and the next thing I know, he turns this rifle towards me, and, and it goes off, and it knocks me to the ground, and, and um, I get up, uh, of course, because my insides are turned in different directions, and I don't really know what's happening. you know i was I was at one of those plantations, and I was uh talking to people about letting me take him into town register to vote and um it was uh, this guy came out and 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 started shooting and <laughs> and and uh these guys looked at me and they said, "You need to get out of here, you need to leave right now and so I started towards my vehicle, and and I got pelted in the back with uh, with buckshot, trying to warn him that I'm coming because you know i know enough to know that that um, when people are drinking too much and when they're when they're um, not only inebriated but very upset. They can uh, you, you can't predict their behavior, and so I'm calling out to him, assuring him that I'm coming, and, I, um, <laughs> and all of a sudden'm you know the the bullet comes through well, it was not a very high-end apartment, and it comes through the wall, and again, I'm knocked to the ground. Um it's, uh, um it's, you know, it, it's, uh, I know immediately that I'm in trouble because, uh, it, you know, I remember then when I was five, how, um, how it felt to have your insides rearranged.
0: Um, but it was weird how like the the episode about youth sports I recorded that earlier, I think I recorded that before I even recorded with my uncle so i, record, I recorded I recorded I recorded the better part of that interview in January or something like that, and I had to kind of wait for it. It took me a long time to kind of figure out what to do with it because it was because the guy's life was too good, right he had no adversity, and I couldn't there was no story there that's right
1: that's right right it was you know yeah you said you thought he might even end up on the cutting room floor just because it was like things just worked out.
5: Yeah, it's how I describe it to folks when they ask about it is I say we're, we're really like a private park district, you know, a private YMCA um, in a in a park district or YMCA. You register your child for a program. You've got kids of all ability sets, kids that can barely dribble a basketball or hit hit or throw a baseball and some kids that are travel material and a whole bunch in the middle. And, uh, and, and that's what we are. You know, we're, we're, we're not, we're not a program for kids with special needs. We're not a program for kids that are travel We're a program for the masses. And that's really what park district and rec center programs are supposed to be. The only thing that we do that's different is we take the parent factor out of everything so there there's no parent involvement with boards, there's no parent involvement with coaching. uh there's no parent involvement even with a foundation that supports um, what we do. It's completely gone. So with that, you have no nepotism. you know, you can look at things and balance teams out and um, and everybody gets the same thing. I wrote out a whole business plan on things, and ironically, very few business plans go. According to what everyone's lofty expectations always seem to be, and uh, mine actually went really pretty straight to exactly what I thought. I, I was I was not far off in almost everything. I I'd say about the only thing that I was off in was um, I was like all businesses a little undercapitalized uh, the first year, and and that was honestly due to football and the cost of of, of equipment. And what what I what I figured out was. How much it would cost to outfit each child uh amortized over like a three-year time period to pay off the equipment but what i didn't figure out is not everyone wears the same size football helmets so you know if you have 15 kids on a football team you don't need 15 football helmets you need about 25 to 28 because everyone has different head sizes and football helmets aren't cheap there was
0: no yeah there was like not there was no dramatic turn for him yeah it was interesting that he was the first person to do this but beyond that where's the story and i couldn't i couldn't figure it out and then i i finally started to piece it together and the episode that with my dad and me telling stories and i had to get the one guy on to say like a two-second thing right and it just took months and months to get him like i was talking to him in the fall to try to line him up to get that episode out the door Is this for real? This is for real. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it is for real. Unbelievable, right? <laughs> I've tried to avoid voiceovering in this episode, but just then I was a little bit non-specific because Vad knows what I'm talking about without me being specific because he's been here the whole time. Here's what happened. I had to get my friend Jason for episode six to officially settle a bet from 25 years ago. I won't step on the details of that episode, but suffice to say, it had to be him and only him. It was understandably difficult to pull him from youth hockey coaching on top of his career and parenting duties to appear on an amateur podcast. When I finally got him, I picked his brain on youth sports, and that helped me form my point of view for Episode 7
6: when you, when you really look at it, why are you playing sports? Right. Why are you doing it? Like, what is your, why, why do you, as a parent, why are you taking your, what are you doing to, to to help your kid be a better person? That's the why, you know what I mean? Everything else really doesn't matter, you know, and the level that your kid plays at is just to push them. Right, I mean, you don't want to take your kid and have them play in right. a level that's below them because they're never going to learn. It. I mean, they'll learn some things, but they're never going to learn what it takes to deal with adversity, to to lose a game that they sh- that they shouldn't. You know what I mean? To you know, all things that you that that sports brings to you. That th- that's why you do it.
0: But when I finally got him and talked to him, and I talked to him as like the the sort of to get another angle on the youth sports thing the u sports topic that kind of made it that kind of made it kind of come together that the story was my journey through it right was kind of how i how i you know me as both the parent and the coach and the paid coach and the paying parent right in all right. different right. different aspects and that sort of that sort of got into that's when it sort of became like you were saying like the the sort of journalism style and I kind of I kind of fell in love with that, with with trying to do it that way. Right. Right. It's it's hard to line people up for an amateur podcast that doesn't right, that not that no one is into like you're into it.
1: <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's, it's just like your cousin, right? Like he saw how great it was and donated his time and effort. Uh, and I think there's other people, right? Your family, myself. I think it's great. Right. And so you get those those people. And I think um, where you have those connections, where those stories, uh, you know, getting them is I think once more people, at least now, right, you have 12 episodes um, to be able to say, hey, here's what I'm doing. Right. I'm not it's not gotcha journalism. It's not I'm not trying to make anybody look crazy or bad or anything like that.
0: It's definitely Uh, not journalism. (laughs) that's for sure (laughs) fair enough fair enough
1: well i mean a a form of journalism right you're 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 you know getting people to tell their stories
0: i suppose i suppose that's that's fair but it's not fair to journalists (laughs) fair enough fair enough
1: (laughs) well and and here's the thing with any podcast or any of these forms right they continue to evolve um but i think you know it's definitely evolved from Episode one to episode forty-five.
0: I'm joking about the number of episodes, but you know what I mean. It's it's definitely evolved,
1: even in the short time.
0: Yeah, the one thing the one thing I see us as needing, I've got to find someone who can compose background music, Mm. like good. You know, I I just that would be that would make it a lot richer for me. But you know, I I I lean on you guys for your time and talents for free. Right. Like I, like my poor cousin, I leaned on him so hard that like, I got to step back. <laughs> is he like, you know, runner, I got it. I'm good, buddy. Like the poor guy, the poor guy, it's not his fault that his birthday is on leap year. And just for that gimmick, like I forced him to talk about it for 10, 15 minutes. When did you first realize that your birthday was only going to come every four years. Do you even remember when that, when you, when that, when that happened and you were like, wait a second.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think it was definitely when I was like young, you know, I remember, but I think what made it not weird for me was, I don't know if it was my mom or someone else who told me, well, your, your birthday comes every, every summer Olympics. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. (laughs) So I just like, Always knew my birth- I had a real birthday when the Summer Olympics hit.
0: It's funny like that episode I'm glad I did it, and I won't have to face it for another four years right and it and it it is cool and it only comes around every four years. I wanted to celebrate that, but I don't know that that episode is probably the one that I like the least because of that, but it still has some good stories in it you know as my kid it's weird it has my kid's birth story in it. And I'm like, yeah, that episode was a hack job. (laughs) I don't
1: think, I mean, I think you're just being harsh on yourself. I thought it was a good conversation. I like the episodes where you're having a conversation versus you reading better. If you want my, you know, honest opinion, right. Where you're, you're listening, you're asking good questions. um, You know where you want to go, but I think as well, when something interesting comes up, you follow that a little bit, you know, and you're not married to what you have, You know what I mean? Like, you're not married to like, I got to ask these five questions and then I'm out. It's like, Hey, let's have a conversation. Here's the kind of topic. I'd love for you to tell this story. It may go off the rails and that's okay. I'm going to dive
0: into that then. I think you're right because what, what eventually happens is that the story kind of finds you. Right. Right. What the, what the structure of the episode is going to be kind of finds you as you're talking. I say that I fear that it's too much about me that, and it's not as interesting. Like every, what, what this, this season sort of shown me is that the people I've come across are really interesting. Yeah. And, and they and, 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 and that and it's ordinary, but it's, but it, it's interesting. And so that's why I want to branch out and get more people. And what's funny about it is it does the fact that I always relate it back to me, it does sort of speak to what the whole theme is that I, that I told my cousin to draw that mm. the cover art that I like so much. That whole idea of I'm answering me what you're like and what it's like. So there is that. Like in some ways it is it does keep with the origins of the of the idea. I just want to keep getting more interesting people on it because that's what that's what the richness of life is, right? That's what that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that's the story that the stories that you're telling, right? Your, your Katie, your Katie Welch story, you know, or, or having a conversation with her, right? Your cousin, your uncle, your dad, your mom, right? Like, those are all super interesting stories. You didn't know the way in which it was going to go. I know you did, you know, criticize yourself. Uh, and I like your self-reflections even at times throughout the episode where you're like, yeah, I wasn't really understanding what she was getting at. You know, <laughs> the, specifically the episode of your mom, right? Where you're like, yeah, she was making this point. I kept badgering her and thinking this point, because that's the relationship we have, right? Mother-son at that point. Uh, and I let myself go back to mother-son versus just, you know, listening. But, like, very self-aware. And I enjoyed
0: that, that episode. Yeah, that was pretty brave. She let me leave in just about everything.
1: Well, and you kept saying in the episode, which I thought was interesting, Hey, don't worry. I'll edit this out, um, or I'll remove this, or whatever it may be. But like it was there in the final.
5: Yes, yeah, she, so, she said.
1: She said, "I want you to leave it in."
2: You know something? It's not one thing. I can give you an example. It was chipped away from me, and it was partly because I could not reconcile the affection I felt for the black people I knew and the fact that they could that they were considered unequal, you know? And that slowly dawned on my consciousness and I began to see the hypocrisy. And the one thing I have to tell you between me and my mother that I cite as kind of a turning point when I really got on this path, we were taking, I don't remember which, probably Mildred, but I can't remember, we were taking somebody home after she had worked for us. And there was a lady walking, and I said, I asked my mother a question about that lady, and that's what I called her, and it was a black lady. And she said, Catherine, you don't call her a lady. I was like, Lord, that mother was saying she couldn't be a lady. And I said, why not, mama? I remember saying that. And she and I both knew that she could not give me a good reason. I will never. She
0: didn't have one. I forgot to tell you this. So I so I re I reapplied for the rights to short stories to use short oh. stories again.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: and they passed it off to somebody else who was like who was like, Yeah, send me the um the output. He said, ask for some sort of stats related to the podcast. Oh, okay. And I replied back to him and I'm like, I'm not sure exactly what you want for this because this is just an amateur hobby deal right so i've never sought i've never right. sought an audience and i said right. to him if keeping this relationship is a is contingent upon my seeking an audience because you gave me a year right if, if this was speculative on their part then right. i understand that and i'll i'll i can change the how aggressively i market this if you will Right. Um, but so we'll, we'll see back. They haven't replied. So till they tell me, no, I'm going to keep using it. Right.
1: But, well, I think you had the season one. I mean, I know, right. It was nine stories and we've gone to 12, 13, 12, right? 12, 13, 12, 12 right? whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to comment any further, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Gosh, I mean, I guess if you start making money, you know, it's like a YouTube thing. Then right. they're probably going to ask for a cut.
6: But
0: I, I and mean, that's fine. That that'd be a, that'd be a good problem to have because it's not my intention to right. That would be luck. So I, right. I'm happy to share luck with the people. Like I'm gonna cut my cousin and you a check if we get money out of this oh
1: man i don't don't even need that
0: i mean i say this because i'm picturing it as like (laughs) ten dollars right i'm like
1: all of a sudden all of a sudden hunter's got like you know half a million
0: dollars and i'm like oh
1: well friend
0: hello right right no that's 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 not that's that's, but um but i do want to i do want to send something out like pack you know we've you and i have kind of packaged this up on the side yeah because and the reason we did it was just because, well, of course we're gonna do it. We have a podcast, right? And, right. Of, and of course I'm gonna get Harry Chapin's estate to give me legal permission to use Why not? a song that no one else knows, right? Because that's what you do, even though it's you know, it's it's almost for the for the integrity of the mocking, right? We're, it's a full scale a full scale tribute parody of real podcasts, right? I do want to send something out since we have it packaged up and just explain to people what it is, you know, and to, and to see if anybody else out there would be interested. Because the, the episode that really showed me the beauty of this was the Little League episode, because it, it wouldn't have been possible without the pandemic, because none of my friends had anything to do. Right, right, right. They're like, would, "All right, fine." Not, Hunter, I'll jump possible on the freaking Zoom without, with you. It still took a. It still took three weeks to get everybody's raw interview, and then another right. three, four weeks, month to cut it. You know, but it was. It wouldn't have been possible. But what it did do was, it showed <laughs> me this as an avenue to reconnect with people, and right. and because it's an interview and a conversation, you reconnect on a deeper level than liking someone's post. Right. Right.
6: Were there four fields? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Four fields. Yep. And not a blade of grass. <laughs> the fields were all dirt and not very even. Terrible. Terrible. Man, you had to be on your toes. That'll, that'll teach you to be a good infielder because it could hit a rock. <laughs> it could hit a ditch any minute. <laughs> right? I mean – uh yeah i mean it was
0: it, w- it was pretty pretty rough i remember the kitty litter when it would rain we have to take the bags of kitty litter try to get the field playable um that's <laughs>
2: oh yeah they would have all the kitty litter yeah they would it would just be like bags and bags of kitty litter filling in puddles
6: i just like i think about it too man like you know the night before and it rained and you're like oh my god and who even bought the kitty litter to bring out to the damn field i mean when I say kitty litter, I don't mean like a bag. They were bringing like dump truck full of kitty litter at the time.
0: I remember showing up one Saturday morning to do the kitty litter. I think it was like opening day. So everybody was real psyched to do it. And it was, I couldn't believe the amount of people there. I don't know where they got the rakes. Like, where did they get the rakes? Yeah, who knows? Like who, who, that's the miracle. Not that the league was formed, but that someone found the rakes on a Saturday morning in Manhattan in 1986, you know, (laughs) to rake the kitty litter. And the other thing I love about that episode was the way that we worked you in to the episode. I know it was, I was flattered. It was great. No, but you did such a good job on that. Like that episode, like sounds like real, real public radio, right? Real (laughs) documentary radio (laughs) other than... The fact that there's no background music right there's
1: i mean i don't know if you need it necessarily you know i think that's like sometimes i think like the you know yeah the intro outro but like other than that i don't know if you need it any more than that okay that's just me that's just me like there's not you know and maybe like transitions between the segments but i don't think you need it underneath you know it's not we're not let's watching a movie or you know it feels just Like you and I have a conversations and you delete the long, weird, awkward pauses. Right. You know,
0: I don't know if you need, I don't know if you need somebody to like score every episode. I guess you're right because it's like, these aren't, they are short stories. Yeah. Right. They're not in depth. They're not in depth, dramatic arcs. So you need that when you're talking about the four episode, you know, podcast about the guy who's in jail, but he shouldn't be right. And you need it to to underscore where you're making a big point to get someone to listen, listen to how this is happening. Right. Or I, it, it's I, so I guess I guess I see your point on that, that I should maybe lighten up on myself about that. Yeah, I
5: don't think,
1: um, I, you know, this isn't a dramatic play that we're reading. Right. We're having a conversation. No one's scoring a conversation. And you could just, you know, like these are just people dropping in to tell a story to another friend and you know you go from there
0: i'm glad that we never got i was trying to push you to do audio fiction with me i'm glad we didn't do that
1: (laughs) it would have sucked i think so too i don't think it would have sucked (laughs) i think i think where we landed was a heck of a lot
0: better yes yes i would agree but we were but but it was like it was like well it's a story you know i was but you're right i'm I'm glad we didn't go in that in that direction because it's not it's my comfort zone is is memoir right not right, not fiction yep yep but no but i will i will tell you that if in doing this podcast like all the things i said about reconnecting with people and so forth and the interesting people you come across you are example number one for Same. all of that so thank you for doing this with me
1: yeah oh my gosh it's so great i love it i love it hp
0: Well, that does it for this season of Nine Stories Up. I want to thank my co-host, Brian Babulous, my cover artist and frequent guest, Jack Aguirre. You can find his portfolio on Instagram at Colt underscore NYC. I want to thank Warner Chapel Music for licensing short stories by Harry Chapin for us to use as our theme music. I also want to thank all the other guests who appeared in the first season. If you have a story to tell, and would like to appear in the second season of Nine Stories Up, you can reach out to us at Nine Stories Up, that's the number nine, on the major social media platforms, or you can email us at number nine storiesup at gmail.com. I'm your host, Hunter Pierre.
2: behind the pain. Did you ever go soft? Did you ever run wild? I've
0: been a hundred years old. I've been a newborn child.